0: The year is nineteen, the eighties. And a motley crew of musical misfits heads into the wilderness to film their latest... ...hit. In hired houseboats, they seek the perfect location on the shores of... ...Lake... ...Infinity. (laughs) But as a sociopathic slasher slices up the scene... Will our oblivious singers succumb to stabs and slaughter? Or simply the mindless tedium of filming a degrade music video? Join us now as our talkative trio tackle these and so many, many more questions that have been raised by Houseboat Horror! <laughs>
1: Wants to introduce this. Let's call it a film.
2: Do we have to? <laughs> it's not a film. Well, in fact, literally,
3: it's not a film. It's it's really not a film. It was all just shot on video, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And really straight to video. Straight to video. Yeah. They they actually, from
1: video it
2: came into video. It back when going straight to yeah. home media meant it was shit. Yes.
3: Yeah. And everybody knew that. And apparently, it was like they marketed it as. Come see the movie that can never win an Academy Award. Which,
1: was st- which is weird to me because "can never" sounds like there's a reason it's not. Yeah. Eligible, rather than just it's shit.
3: Did the Academy back then prevent you from film submitting film video? that was on a videotape?
2: I think the release didn't count. I think it uh, straight video. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. assume so. Yeah. Yes, they didn't actually try to get it in a cinema. I imagine it's probably been a few now, but. Its year of release is also well and truly passed. Mm, true. Which does then beg the question why did
3: they make this movie at all? Oh,
1: hang on. Oh, let oh me, you know. Let me check my notes where I wrote I think this movie exists because someone asked the question can we get paid to do drugs?
2: <laughs> and the answer is no, because hardly anyone got paid. Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Like, oh, did they get paid in VB?
2: I did notice
3: VB was, was very a prominent. There was a lot of VB. Oh, my God. Alright. Did you want to introduce this one?
1: Hi, this is Podsploitation, Exploitation. I'm November. I'm Callum. I'm Daria. And we are watching the well, we have watched the nineteen eighty nine mm. film Houseboat Horror.
3: We have watched it. We're taking some bullets for this show. We've taken some big bullets for this show. But,
1: okay, on the bright side, if you are listening to this and you want to watch it, it's free on YouTube. The quality is quite terrible, but...
3: I don't think you're losing much in the YouTube interpretation on this one. So, yeah, we do get people occasionally asking us on the site where you can watch the films. 90% of the time, the answer is... Umbrella. Umbrella. With a few
1: madmen thrown in.
2: The occasional Mm -hmm. madmen. Monster did an April Fool's gag about doing a 4K restoration on this.
1: Oh my god, that's <laughs> glorious! I want them to do it desperately. That would be
2: so good. I'll post a link to the site after this goes up. Oh, that's but
1: fabulous.
2: They put an April Fool about all the features and stuff they're going to put in the 4K. Oh,
3: interviews, <laughs> outtakes. Do you think this is one of those movies where there's almost no outtakes because basically everything that they shot ended up in in the the film? film. Yeah, because tape is expensive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and the splicing. So, yeah. So the plot...
1: Is summed up in the title.
3: Yep. They're on houseboats.
1: (laughs) Horror
2: in tears. (laughs) Very much where this overlaps with another favourite genre of mine slash ours, the so bad it's good cinema, except it doesn't quite slip into the it's good
1: yeah the, the user reviews on imdb a couple mentioned so bad it's good but most of them are just one star yeah, yeah.
3: I was what so was ba- the all
1: over this got was it 2.8 oh what did this get i think it got
3: about four maybe i'm misremembering something that was how slightly many did plug good. have plug had two two and a half i think
1: see i say this movie is better than plug yeah yeah, it's not as obnoxiously painful. as
2: Yeah, plug. It, oh, th- this got four on the dot. Yeah, I thought it got four. Yeah, this tried to do good and failed. Tr- yes. Plug tried to do bad and, well, actually, also failed.
1: There, yes, plug. Oh plug yeah, plug hurt. got three point two. Oh wow!
2: Ouch. Plug hurt my
3: brain yeah. in a way that this and soul. There's some yeah, true. Yes, there's some bits that are cringy in this. The natural interaction with the band when they're trying to come up with their music. He's a bit weird, and there's a couple of scenes that you can clearly...
1: Baby, we're in here. Come on. Moment.
2: Moment's a chatty one.
1: Yeah. Come on, Bubba. Yes. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that.
3: Yeah, there's a couple of scenes that seem quite clearly improv, like the pre-boat briefing they have on the jetty where everyone's talking over the top of each other when the guy...
1: Where they just be unruly and ignore this authority figure.
3: Yeah, basically. And, yeah, there's a way... You, I don't know, it's it's really hard to put your finger on, but if you see a bit of cinema...
2: Don't you... see this bit.
3: Oh, yes. You get a feel for when natural dialogue has actually been delivered in a natural way versus a director says, okay, improv and go, and everyone's all very awkward and it's just not... I mean, you look at a, a Coen Brothers movie, like, you know, the dialogue in any of their films, they write it down to the word and the mm-hmm. pause. I know there's a series on YouTube at the moment of actors doing breakdowns of their characters, and the dude is there talking about his dialogue delivery, and he's saying that every man and fuck was actually placed in the script intentionally by the yeah. Coens, and yet they still managed to make incredibly natural dialogue, whereas here you get people who, are, I'm guessing, were largely musicians, because they're certainly not actors as far as I can tell. <laughs>
2: I have read, also jumping back, you're not often going to hear the phrases "Cohen Brothers and Houseboat Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. have read that while they were trying to get this film actually in front of the cameras that someone knew someone who knew Deborah Lee Furness who got a bunch of trainee actors together.
3: Oh. Wow. That's a cruel, cruel Some thing to do. Some people did this
1: while at NIDA. Oh. <laughs> Some people
3: were aspiring to be actors and did this.
1: Yes.
3: This was their thing. They said the film is out and they went to see it and they saw what they were. They didn't go to see it. They went down oh, to Blockbuster. Oh, everyone's and first
1: film was bit shit. Okay, not everyone's, obviously. But
3: yeah, there are some pretty spectacular sort of hit the <laughs> ground running. I think Natalie Portman hit the ground running pretty hard. And This
2: one just hit the ground.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, the water,
2: yeah. even. I think... Uh, the bloke who used to be Molly Meldrum's offsider, the guy who was standing up there shouting in the, oh,
0: the view's
1: magnificent. Your bar
0: up.
2: The guy who said that the view was magnificent and your bar up. Your
1: bar oh up. my god. Jesus. Your bar up. Sorry. Arbosexual Arbsexual. Oh, yeah, please.
3: that's it. Yeah, because it, it wasn't at that point. It wasn't like they cut back from a whole bunch of sexy women in what looks like the lake that you'd get from the castle. So, I mean, it's really <laughs> easy. there is easy. no
1: beauty in this No,
3: it's really easy to find scenery. beautiful scenery around Australia, especially yes. around Melbourne and Victoria up in the Highlands where it looks like they think they were filming. And they've found, and I mean, part of it will be the fact that it was shot with a video camera, so all of the colours are washed out and it's sort of greys and blues and very pale greens. But it's just not pretty.
1: No, not And at you all. really just
3: need to point a camera at Australia when it's not on fire and find something pretty. This yeah. is just... Bruce. and mm, yeah so i don't know what it was about the view that made him bar up but
1: <laughs> something did those houseboats were nice the houseboats were really
3: nice yes, i remember actually that they were very cool yeah mm-hmm. i did like the fact that there was a special rule that says you know no coupling and yet everybody is basically coupled in their own beds like apparently was yes. meant to be two houseboats one for the girls and one for the guys
1: except they had like five houseboats
3: yeah and mm-hmm. Alan Dale, who is like the only name that you would know Who was in this in Evans? But he was Jim. Jim. Jim in Neighbours. Jim in Neighbours.
2: Well, since got on to do many, many things.
3: Yeah, yeah. So God only knows what he thinks of this pox on his career. And
1: why on earth was John Michael Houseman in this? I again. I someone had something over him.
3: Yeah, possibly. I and I don't know what he was trying to do with the knife when he was acting his little scene. Was Was he meant to be? Threatening. So your horror movie. Oh, when when you mm, when you're doing a <laughs> by the numbers slasher film, actually, this does hurt my soul slightly.
1: I d- just I, I know this is not a visual medium, but I'm here with a, a large keep cup. Uh, it's full of wine. <laughs> just to get
3: through this. When you're doing a by the numbers slasher film, and I mean, let's face it, we're talking late '80s. So you know, we were right in the era of the of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. You know, the Freddies, the Jason, the Michael Myers, these things were out there. You at least are trying to do there's a thing about the reveal and you know, you, you lay out fake threads and who might the killer be, and usually it's a it's a big reveal at the end who they are. And I get the impression they were trying to do that a little. The cop who we turns did out see his the... shoes a lot. Yeah the cop who turned out to be the National Park Ranger. Mm.
1: Did, did, or the look at the Servo. Yeah.
3: yeah. Was it just me that at the start you thought he was a cop? When no, it was just you. A, yeah, yeah. He
1: was dressed like a cop.
3: He was dressed like a cop with a badge. Yes. And then he turns out to be a Park Ranger. But maybe that was what they were trying to do with John Michael Housen in when he's sort of sitting there talking about how they'll be lucky if he doesn't stick them with a knife, but yet
2: Jokingly. they know him. And you almost wonder if the film's going to be parodic and self-aware enough to have john michael howson of all people yeah as a machete murderer yes but that would
0: have been am- great that would have been
2: amazing
0: i oh, would watch the, fuck out, would of watch that the fuck out
2: of that
3: film i wonder if you could re-edit it in such a way to make it look like if you, you, you found a bunch of john worse. michael house and stuff and then made it look like it was cut back and forth edward style with his dentist
1: i'm picturing <laughs> getting some of the footage from the what was the porno Felicity. Felicity, it's yes. uh, getting some scenes
2: out of <laughs> Well, yeah, if we ran into him in that little doc thingy, we'd just go, so your character in Felicity, was he, like, bisexual or what?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, because I still want to know. I don't know why I want to know. Uh.
2: <laughs> A lot of this movie strikes me as, and I don't know what Ollie Martin... Make he rest well, what his experience was before this film. But it came across very much as someone who has heard about these things and is trying to replicate them on film. But hasn't actually seen a horror movie? Yeah, nor has actually picked up how to do it as opposed to just perform the actions. Yes. I
1: see, I see. Yeah. It
2: also reminded me, and I've gone here before, some verging on wanker territory, in <laughs> script writing class – You'd get a few people who were convinced they knew how to write and had to listen to nothing from the lectures or oh the God. teaching or anything mm. and would just do stuff anyway and would be better off had they taken on board some of those lessons. Like, one of the things yeah. is there are so many characters
1: in this. Yeah, there are. there are too many characters. When people die, you know, not giving a spoiler alert because it is a slasher fake. But, uh, yeah, people keep dying. It's like, do I care? Yeah, Who the do hell I know? is that? And, it, and everyone's evidently very stupid because they don't catch on to people being slaughtered for a mighty I, long time.
3: God, Yeah. So this is one of those things, yeah. And cause- it's not
1: just because I'm high. Quote: I gotta stop smoking these mushrooms. Pause. That's not a mushroom.
3: Because apparently what? that was an hallucination. I just yeah, thought it was one of the about actresses. Maybe hallucination. Okay, so the sequence oh, when where the- he
1: sees the naked woman down the beach. Yeah, the sequence
3: I just with thought that was one of the actresses too. That's what I thought, and I kind of figured that was the case. But then when you watch the closing credits, one of the people is given as nude model.
1: I saw that.
2: Oh, I thought that meant she was a body double. Well, that's what I was trying to work out as
3: well. But she's in the middle, I believe, of a couple of other characters. So maybe that whole thing's meant to be a dream
1: sequence? Well, it wouldn't be a dream sequence. It would be a... High hallucinogenic. Well, sorry, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then what that's meant to mean, and it's not like she does anything wacky. She just comes out of the water and walks past him. That
1: water must have been so cold. Uh,
3: Well, or at least manky. Oh,
1: God, so true.
3: There used to be an estuary down where my brother and I, as kids, would go to visit my grandparents down on the south coast, and there's a particular smell to kind of still bodies of water in Australia. It's not grossly disgustingly over the top, but it's definitely this is stagnant water that is not regularly flushed by nature, and <laughs> I'm sure that place smelled like it. That mm. weird, ever so slight fishy kind of tang. Yeah, decay sort of still. And that weird close-up with the scary music through the trees as they're going into the place where they're going to basically park the boats, which was another thing. It's like, why the hell couldn't they just drive? I, it, it,
1: yes, because it, it 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 they most, needed to a lot hold of hands like otters, so they were going to float away yeah, in the night.
3: but... There's a sequence as they're going up the lake, and I think he's already killed the ranger by this stage.
1: Who's the first person to die? Isn't no, he? the boyfriend of the hitchhiker is already dead. Oh, no, dead. sorry, that's
3: right, yes. The so, okay. And the hitchhiker is the first so, one to okay, die. Okay,
1: right at the start. So yeah. we've got the museo, well, musician and two girls in their Hilux Trago, whatever mm. it is. And they go past a hitchhiker. The first hitchhiker they see is a bloke. Does he have a gun?
3: He's got a something. I thought that was one of the first false leads, the is he actually the slasher?
1: Yeah, but it looked like he was, like he's got his stuff on the ground and it I looks like does. part of his stuff is a gun, a shotgun.
2: Yeah. And he's got a big black coat and hat. And yeah. Yes. So this is that looks whole. like the spy versus spy bloke.
3: Yeah, and yeah. like going with you and the theory of I've not seen these things, someone says, oh, you've got to sort of pretend there's a whole bunch of people that could be the killer in the early stage. And he's like, oh, okay, well, we'll just stick a a random yeah. hitchhiker, who might actually have been the killer. We don't know. We can't <laughs> know because none of that's resolved.
1: And so then they pick up the female hitchhiker who is that's wearing right. the tiniest shorts I've ever seen. was oh, yeah. like some of the shots are not just like are you trying to show us directly up her clacker well yeah
3: i did notice that when she died at the end i was very surprised the denim managed to cover anything at all because it is very much that very thin kind of dental floss denim that you get between really high dixie daisy duke shorts
1: what's with that quote near the start so the forest ranger is trying to warn people to not just take an axe to trees for practice What?
3: Oh, which I did. I, well, I did get very much the Long Weekend That's what I was thinking. Totally. Absolutely. There we go. There I we was go. waiting
1: for him to say he's chopping it down because it's there.
3: Yeah. Combined universe. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I
2: said, there we go. He's, he's the son of the people in Long Weekend.
1: Ah. It turns
2: out of ah.
0: the complication ah. from
3: the abortion didn't work. But, well, there. And that but would explain the face as well. Yeah. He's a
1: government man. You know what they're like? Prone to exaggeration. <laughs> that was what the guy who owned the houseboats said oh. to Allendale. Yeah. He's a government the- man. You know what they're like, prone to exaggeration. I didn't know that was like the government being oh. a public service. They just like to exaggerate murders. Yeah. I don't.
3: <laughs> and that's the thing, because all of them are like, oh, it's just like that last film crew that were here years ago and they all got murdered, and everyone's just sort of chatting about it like it's a thing.
1: Hey. If everyone slashed away at the trees, there wouldn't be any left in a couple of years.
2: I'm just practising, in case we need firewood. I always said film crews were bad news.
1: Tell them, why is Hitler written on your notes? Okay, so this is another aspect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really curious where you're going. So this was one
3: of those things that I think, Gary's pointing out, this person is ticking off the box list of what are we doing here. And maybe somebody mentioned that at some point along on these kind of the classic, they have a point. You know, I don't um, know what
1: you're talking about. You're saying this person, they, who, who, they.
3: Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. This hypothetical person that's introduced Ollie Martin to the concept of a slasher film. Okay, radio. is saying, okay, one of the things about these sorts of films is that there's usually a subtext. There's usually something to right. be said. So, you know, you've got the vegetarianism in Texas Chainsaw Massacre we've mentioned. You've got the consumerism in Day of the Night. Which is the first one? Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. So, someone has gone, okay, well, you need to have a bit of intellectualism. So, there's Ah! two spots jammed like square pegs into the round hole of this movie of people massively extemporising on a topic and the first time you see one of the band members sitting in a car reading a book which had, Oh yeah, I didn't I couldn't, look up the book No, I, I couldn't it's read the, the title and the Green Knight. Right, yeah. and he's doing that whole thing of being so involved in it that he can't hear the person literally in front of him saying, can I get you a pie mate, or whatever it is he's offering
2: he's also, got, sorry. he's also got terrible eyesight because the book is about two centimetres Yeah, <laughs> it
3: really is, and yeah, and he makes the comment, Nazis were really in for slaughter, or something. So yeah, so there's that moment where he's basically reading and makes some mention about how there was a lot of violence in the Nazi times.
1: Yeah. Which didn't look like that's what that book would be about.
2: No. No. That's Assyrian stuff.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. It's really strange. And then a little bit later there's two of them on a boat talking initially what almost seems like some kind of deep discussion about life. And then this guy
1: responds with a series of words. I- Those guys are so monotheistic. If Plato was there then, he would have said exactly what I did. The theory of relativity, the theory of forms, the continuing concept. Aldous Huxley is the Partridge family, pan-dimensional. What, what the, the fuck? fuck?
2: <laughs> and we are at the point with this movie... That I can't tell if he's supposed to be saying smart things.
1: I think that's all it is.
2: Or if the joke is actually stringing all these words together to sound smart, but they make no sense. Sometimes
1: I use big words to make myself sound more photosynthesis.
2: (laughs) Yes. Love (laughs) it. I mean, once again, I was reminded of Doctor Who doing it better, but, uh. There's only one guard. Do you think you can occupy him while I slip on board? I'll do my best. Go on, then. Away you go. Excuse me, what's your attitude towards the nature of existence? For example, do you hold any strong theological opinions? I think you'll find most educated people regard mythical convictions as fundamentally animistic. I see. That's a very interesting concept. Personally? I find most experiences border on the existential. Well, how would you reconcile that with the imperiocritical belief that experience is at the root of all phenomena? I think you'll find that a concept can be philosophically valid, even if
3: theologically meaningless.
2: So what you're saying is that before Plato
1: existed, someone had to have the idea of Plato. Oh,
0: You've no idea what a relief it is for me to have such a stimulating philosophical discussion. There are so few intellectuals about these days. Tell me, what do you think of the assertion that the semiotic
2: thickness of a performed text varies according to the redundancy of auxiliary performance codes?
3: Yes. Well, oh, Wow! Okay. <laughs> I need to find it. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I wrote Hitler. I'm like, where does Hitler and the Nazis come into do this? They don't? Or where do Hitler and the Nazis come into this? Yeah. And what the hell was with that piece of nonsense on the boat? Because it's not like any of that aspect is – I was going to say any of that is revisited. It's not like anything they lay down is revisited. No.
2: It's just – it's it's a mess. Yeah, between the acting and the writing, I can't tell some things are all over the place because they're ad-libbed or just because they're not very good. Yep.
1: I was actually quite pleased that the video was so bad that we couldn't see that the acting was terrible. Because some of it wasn't. Some of the acting was just fine, but (laughs) I think we would have noticed it a lot more if you could see shit.
3: Alan Dale did not a bad job because he's an actor, and it stuck out like dog's bollocks because he was actively being almost realistic in the way he was reacting to things, which in the grand scheme of massive nonsense over-stroke-under-stroke-sideways reaction that everyone else was doing, it
2: just didn't. Make any sense? No. I also wondered about his role, because I've already said there are just too, too many characters in this movie. Oh, there are. If they got him rather late in the day, went, Hey, we got the guy from Neighbours. Oh, that's cool. Oh, we better put a part in for it because we've cast everyone else and he can't play one of these rocker types. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they were
3: going with the director who was actually meant to be the person trying to keep everybody in line, and Alan Dale did work in that, but I think, yeah, I definitely think that... Whereas, it,
1: shouldn't it be the manager who's trying to keep people in line?
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he's,
2: he seems to, in function, be both. Yeah. <laughs> if not in stated role, he does seem to be the chief organiser of things. You mean
1: um, Alan Dale? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he's the only grown-up
2: on the ticket.
3: I, I genuinely yeah. got that impression. Like, literally, and... I got that impression extending beyond the film, as in ginger <laughs> I honestly think Alan Dale may have been wandering around going, what the fuck am I doing? At least it's not porn. At least, it's, at least I think it's not porn. At least I think it's not yeah. porn.
2: Deborah, you owe me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the other thing I will say is that this film has Degrassi Jr. High syndrome, which is that they do obviously have a song, maybe the one written by Brian Mannix, who was the music for this, the lead singer from The Uncanny X Men was actually the musician on this movie. Another thing which suggested to me that maybe it was just a group of people who got together drunkenly and said, Let's make this movie. And they have a song. Brian
2: Mannix was going to act in it and decided not to. Good call.
3: <laughs> Good call. But yeah, if you've ever saw Degrassi Junior High, there's a little subplot all the way through of a couple of the main characters forming a band called Orange. Is it Remedy? Is it Remedy? Zit Remedy. Zit Remedy. That's <laughs> right. And they had this one song which they were building up to play at the The school school formal. Yeah, what's it? Mm. What's it? I can't remember what it's called. America. Prom. Prom? Is it prom? Maybe. That's what
2: Americans (laughs) is. Yeah. Well,
3: they're in Canada anyway. Mm. So all the way through, whenever you see them, they're performing this one song over and over and over again, and you can find it on YouTube. It's the same verse again and again. And this film had that same problem like six different times. What the fuck was that song lyric? My girlfriend has curly hair yeah i don't remember i did yeah, this I is terrible i saw
1: it in her underwear like it was just
3: it's like that steve wright joke you know i drove with my friend to philadelphia we did it two weeks we only had one tape in the car i can't remember what it was <laughs> it's the same with this it's this weird it's, generic 80s it's song
1: terrible and creepy song yeah it just talks about how hot she's and young and, and yeah, she is,
3: and she's young and how young she is and i oh and god she's just,
1: she's just very young
3: she's young and young, groovy. And, ooh, young and groovy <laughs> that's it
1: Really, young and, although oh, I, kept he, I
3: kept hearing "young and cool" in the lyrics. Yeah, I think young "cool" and was in there as well. Yeah,
1: it was like she's young and cool, and young and groovy, and, young, yeah, and, cool and yeah. young and groovy, something like. At
2: one point, the narrator of the song says that he is cool and she is hot. Oh, wow.
1: Wow.
3: and then they do that sequence where they start the filming, clearly meant to be one of those montage video clip sequences. So the sequence in a movie.
1: Yes. See that section actually looked okay. Yeah yeah, that to be honest yes that's what
2: 1980s Australian music clips were
3: like. And that's if you
2: spot on. Yep. If you cut the
3: beginning to the end and you put that on Rage, that would have made perfect sense.
1: That said though, John Saffron decided to see how hard it was to get onto Rage. And I can't remember the song he made, but the video for it was literally attaching a camera to a dog's collar and letting the dog run around the beach he That's he
3: it. had one of those three dollar off the front of a, of a magazine music editing suites that had a bunch of oh. stock like kind of repeated tracks yeah and he just basically yeah sort of played up the thing recorded it. and yeah as you say got footage of a dog <laughs> from a dog <laughs> or from a dog rather on from the a beach
2: dog. a technical detail that i mean I, I want to think higher of the filmmakers this, but i was nonetheless surprised that they got it right was that when you're filming a video clip like that, they tend to be miming along to their own music rather than playing it live mm-hmm. and they mention that in passing and I was... Yes! yes. Just all the other things which seem to be just randomly brought in and half known that that mm. was correct.
1: Which, yeah, I... What's with the drummer hitting like a stand instead of drums? I don't... Oh, my God, um, there's a point
3: where he reaches into his drum too. <laughs> <laughs> like in a really weird, lute. I felt it also sorry to
1: puke in it. Yeah, like, I, I felt
3: sorry for the. I felt the drum was violated. Yes. I watched it going. It, it does not deserve that. <laughs> this is the big thing about video cameras. So. It's a sort of the start of that era that's basically finished with Pornhub and started with Polaroids where people were suddenly able to control their output onto media. And almost instantly, of course, it was pornographic because, of course, it's pornographic. Oh my God, it's I just had pornographic. shocking
1: realization. I'm so glad YouTube wasn't around back in the 80s. Oh, my God. It would have been terrible.
3: I really feel for the generation that will be turning 20 in another 5, 10 years that will be able to see their parents' amateur videos on Pornhub. Oh, God. Mm. Not where I was going. Jesus. Oh, I thought that was where you were headed, the fact that there would be... No, oh, I was just going You actually with... said YouTube. Well, no,
1: no, I know, but... <laughs> but. you interpreted the <laughs> porn up.
3: But I we were talking porn.
1: You were talking about people <laughs> owning video cameras yeah. and making shitty product.
3: Yes. Oh, making shitty product. Oh, so just shitty product in general, not specifically porn. Yeah. Okay. I'm the one who's porn no. obsessed. All right. The point being okay. that... There's nothing wrong
2: with liking porn. We just kind of took a sharp note to get
3: there this time. <gasps> okay, Yes. And so basically suddenly everybody was able to make their own product. And what it meant was a percentage that's significant. i pull up 80%. Let's say 80% of stuff that was made was pornography. 20% was stuff that people wanted to make with no skills at all. And these kind of movies are the result because they had okay, everything Okay, you're missing out uh,
1: for the massive home movie market, which wasn't porn. Or trying filmmaking, it was documenting Not family experiences and important events.
3: Yes, but they kept that for themselves. Very rarely would someone attempt to then market this was Jonathan's first oh, steps.
1: I see, I see. That's yeah. so. Sweet. This Sorry. was this in was
2: product fairly literally.
1: Yeah, right. that's what
3: I mean. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I saw this one slasher movie one time. I can do it just as good. And that's the thing is that most of it was pornographic in nature,
2: and this was R-rated when it came out. It's still R-rated. Now. It's still R-rated. Because of, I don't know if it's, it would still be R rated if it was submitted now, but the way it works is things are rated when they're submitted. So if something is submitted and gets an R in 1989, you're not going
1: to reassess it. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to even remember this film exists.
2: Yeah. If they resubmit it in 2019, it might get a lower rating or mm. might get the R depending on what's going on there, but they're not just going to have someone watching movies every day and go, oh, I think this one could be knocked down a notch. Yeah, we yeah. can dial it
3: back down to 20,000. Yeah, I mean, that's where all of those kind of the classic movies that we watched as kids where we go, oh, we were raised on R-rated. It's like, yeah, when you go back and look at them, you know, Commando, Rambo, they maybe had a scene or two that was a bit problematic. They're not being, the
1: R-rated of K no. necessarily. Yeah, they're
3: not the – I was going to say Human Centipedes, but that was unrated. Oh. Yeah, they're not the torture porn films that are R-rated hmm. in this day and age. Well,
2: for a long time also, probably right up until – we were turning into teenagers. There weren't much in the way in many rating systems of middle ratings. Yeah. Mm. Some places didn't have the PG or equivalent. Mm. We didn't have M for ages and ages. No.
3: And I think NC-17 was, was the right. one, I think it was Jedi that came out, that was, N- was the first NC-17 in Australia. Am I wrong on that one? Return NC-17's the American.
2: Oh, in that case, yeah.
3: no. I'm thinking of... NRC. NRC not cr- not recommended no. not recommended for children. That was the one. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. There was an on- not recommended oh, I for children. I forgot that existed.
3: Yeah, that was maybe the precursor to the M. No, I don't even. I, I don't know the chronology of the ratings system. I know there are a couple of really good films talking about it. And there's some. There's a really fascinating one with David Stratton, who was kind of the forefront leader in in ratings in Australia.
1: Was that a film? Because I remember you and I saw or maybe live. it live. We went to an event that he was talking. Ah. Oh.
2: I might be conflating those. Yeah. What I can recommend, even though it's from a British point of view rather than an Australian one is the BBFC's podcast, which even if you don't always agree with their decisions and many people don't, they do discuss why certain ratings mm. have happened. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. there's also a book they put out, which is basically about the same thing, only in a longer written oh, down that sounds format. Sounds interesting. Mm. And also those podcasts are like 10, 15 minutes long. So you can probably sample one or two. It's just BBFC podcast, no funky name.
1: Okay.
3: Because I can imagine, I mean, I know that we tend to come out, and especially gaming, gaming in Australia is the big one at the moment, because mm. we have an our rating for games, and yet we're still sort of arbitrarily banned. I think there were a couple just in the last few weeks that were mm. sort of knocked out, sort of, uh, what's the word they use? Uh, not undeserving of rating. Um there's a phrase they use. basically means it won't be rated in Australia. Mm-hmm. It means technically you can't legally buy it here. The theory being that three different people should be able to sit down and watch the same film and end up with the same rating choice. So all of it is quite... It's meant to be as minimally subjective as possible. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it actually ends up being that case, who knows? It's meant to be a, a relatively standard sort of application, isn't it? It's not you have a bad day, suddenly you're going to apply an R-bunch to it. A... Mm-hmm. There was a situation a few years ago where one of the guys... Because I guess maybe a lot of us, we imagine that the kind of people in that role are prudish people sitting there going, oh my God, this is terrible. Here's another reason to knock it down and knock it down and knock it down. And yeah, big stamp of R rating, filth, how dare you? But of course, we had a, a ratings guy who left the Australian rating system and then went on to make porn films because he'd seen so many of them, he knew he could do better. <laughs> the concept of censorship has protecting society, if proper protection is information, let them know what will come and, and so on, and then let them make their own mind up.
1: You mentioned protection, which made me realise this guy goes to put on a condom before sex. <laughs> he doesn't get to use it because he gets killed. Yes. But, you know, good on it, Good on him. Yeah, well done, very much. room to do that, though? Uh, also
2: well done with the segue. <laughs> thank,
1: <laughs> thank you he, very much, yeah.
2: You. Actually,
3: that's going to be a hell of a walk back in, coming in stark naked but with a condom on. Yes. Well, apparently, I don't know, he just be overheard talking to his junk. Well, yeah, he was swearing at the condom maybe that wasn't paying any attention yeah. and he was having all sorts of trouble with.
2: And th- there was an, another one which made it feel like something someone had been told about because it's like the script writer, it's like Ollie Martin has heard that when people go out on shoots and things like that, at the night there's drinking and sex and drugs and things like that and people almost literally saying, oh, I am quite intoxicated. Would you like to have sexual intercourse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of why we get that weird mushroom hallucination bit because it's like someone goes, oh, you hallucinate when you're on drugs, not distinguishing between any kind of drug. Yeah.
3: (gasps) It's like somebody sort of decided to take all of Easy Rider and stick it, this is the Easy Rider scene, and this is the, I don't know, the beach party scene from Lost Boys, and this is the this, and this is the that into a single, okay, now we need to do this bit, and now we need to do this bit, and now we need to do this bit, and none of it fits together. It's like... Lego and Duplo Everyone and Blue tack and Everyone was so incredibly
1: polite, though. They yeah. They were so quiet when they died.
3: I Yes, well, I mean, otherwise people, because they're all in houseboats, people <laughs> would know what was going on. What was that thing on the boat outside? Was it a wild
2: animal that had been nailed
1: I to the door? I couldn't
2: it out. Or a. Yeah, it looked like an animal or something. I think sometime. it was meant to be. Yeah.
1: I, I was just so impressed it wasn't the cat. The cat lives in this yes. film. The,
2: the cat, cat lives. lives. Question two What's the cat doing there? Oh, Why is Jesus. there a
1: cat on the red Because
3: cat there's boat? a cat. It's literally there for the jump scare. There is a moment with a jump scare
2: that they need a cat. So I swear that's the only reason. Because again, it's like you said, there's a false alarm where someone has a jump scare, but it turns out to be the cat. Mm. Oh, you must literally mean it turns out to be <laughs> <Yeah>. the cat. <laughs> so someone has a cat is in the band oh, yeah. or the cat manages the houseboat or oh. something. Oh, God. So I, I, someone just drops the cat on the trivia table. It's the cat has not been heard from before, so No. I can assume of what the
1: All I can come up with is it lives on the houseboat. You hide the houseboat, you get the cat. I
2: think
3: that's, that's the
1: only thing that made any sense. Ship cat. Wasn't there a thing about cats
3: for being good for ships for a while? To I make mean, catch, well, yeah. catch mice and rats, of course, yeah. Yes. It's a houseboat. <laughs> I know we don't I know we always fail on this, but I don't think we've actually summarised the plot on this one. I think we started and then we're yelling a lot about how terrible this was because we oh, were confused right be, at the start. You could
1: well be right on that.
3: So basically what we've got is a band is making a video clip. They are going out, they're hiring a bunch of houseboats, they're going up the river to a particular spot to film a shoot. It turns out that the spot has been a place where a movie was made previously. So the whole area that's in the middle of nowhere is used to movie makers.
1: Because they were there that one time. They, they were, were there they that got. one
3: other time with the things and that, oh my God god in the middle of nowhere and an accident occurred on the previous film shoot a child was badly burned and this child is enraged by filmmakers and wasn't
1: the child meant to be dead i'm I sh- sure the child was meant to be, have been killed
0: so here we are our boats full of bogan bards have birthed in the bush Beers and barbs have been flung with equal abandon. And lurking off in the shadows, our resonant psycho lies waiting. Or, oh, I mean, is it just a shaky asthmatic with a camcorder? <coughs> Who could this cold blooded killer be? A heavily hinted at burn victim from a previous movie shoot so many years ago? <gasps> Perhaps a down-on-his-luck movie producer tired of failure and ready to take it out on drunken louts. Or what about crazed loner, burned as a child in an accident who has harboured a grudge against filmmaking ever since? Possibly a wild woman living alone in the woods, ready to protect her peace from all interlopers. Or maybe... Bit of a long shot... A bitter boy, caught in an accidental fire on set long ago and now old enough to exact his twisted revenge? (laughs) Subtle, this movie, isn't it? Let us now return and see if our three hosts have been able to disentangle this dastardly, difficult dilemma.
1: A- oh, is that meant to be a reveal?
3: <laughs> but that's the thing. A horror movie often has a reveal. So the, the, yeah. the classic one, which they, oh, my God, like literally down to the jarring violin chords of the psycho scene where the one naked woman surprises the other naked woman in the shower because
1: because that's what we do. We do. Who's there? Anyone there?
0: Gee, you're jumpy. Oh, my God, you scared the shit out of me. Sorry. Can you leave
3: the water on for me? Yeah, sure. Okay. So. Boobs. And this is, can you leave the water on? Who,
2: no, yes. I'm sorry, what,
3: who leaves? Could you, I want to have a shower at some point after you. If you just leave the thing running for me, that'd be great. Jesus. Yeah, how
2: long did the shower take to start? I, oh,
3: my God. <laughs> <laughs> See how easy it is to get sidetracked by this movie. So, yeah, so... These kind of movies have a reveal. Now, the psycho one, of course, is that Mother is him, and then I guess when you start going into films like the original sort of Nightmare on Elm Street, the reveals of the special powers they have or mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like, as you say, someone's told him you need to have a reveal at some point, so let's work up this big mystery about the child, except they bury the lead about 20 minutes into the film. But that also
2: brings... I'm going to work to this a bit backwards. Uh you look like you have We're usually theory. so on track. It does pull the fairly standard slasher movie trope. In fact, it's pretty much the spine of I know how many runs you scored last summer <laughs> coming soon to postploitation. Yay! Mm-hmm. Of something happened years and years ago to basically make the killer so messed up that in the present day they're a killer who are knocking off people of a certain group. Mm. Yes. And in this case, we find out that as a child, acid head...
0: <sighs>
1: seriously did it make you think of guardians of the galaxy <laughs> Talking, and the guy, only
3: so far as it made me think of a lot of other movies i would want to be watching instead of all this. the
1: characters pissing themselves about the guy who runs a mutiny and he calls himself taser face <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> yes no i it did it didn't then but it, does, it now. does now yeah
1: i'm pleased
2: to give this service <laughs> anyway acid head as a child was burnt on a film set which was also doubt lake infinity many many years ago And so he's now searing with revenge for film crews, specifically at Lake Infinity. Yeah. However, before the film crew even so much as get to Lake Infinity, he's killed the hitchhiker, the hitchhiker's boyfriend, and the ranger, sheriff, whatever the hell he is, mm. none of whom anything
1: to do with, with the, the film, film crew. crew. No. I think <coughs> he's just angered by the presence of a film crew. Well, this is... And they all uh, must die.
3: Oh, it's like a big earthquake thing. This is the one little thing, and now all the damage happens all around. Because I did notice that when his mother makes an appearance, because, of course, that's another thing as well. You've got to have that oh, weird mother. Oh, I, well, I... thought it was... Oh, just an actress? I, th- I just thought a, it was a sister. Yeah, I thought oh. it sister. Oh, of course, probably, yeah, age-wise.
2: What it was, was very she hard
3: holding? to... I thought hair. I it thought maybe like hair. his hair. I
2: thought it was her hair. I thought she was oh, freaking no, she, out and pulling it out. That's right. She pulls out a clump of it. Oh. She starts with nothing.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's really hard to tell because the resolution's so low.
2: Yeah. But she has I act- think in a slightly higher resolution, and it, it is clear that it's her oh, hair. Okay. it's her hair? Okay. Well, it's clear that it's meant to be her hair. <laughs> sure. She's actually plucking out this ball of fluff which has been placed next to the actor's head. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But... Her general demeanour and the way she's acting she says she's pulling her hair out in clumps. Mm.
3: Yeah. Because I remember when she actually tells him and does that whole, what have you done? What have you done? Creepy. What have you done thing? She's like, we'll have to move again. Like, so they've obviously moved from somewhere. But you just back in the same place. And then they've gone back to be enraged
2: by actors again around the lake? That doesn't... Have they been going to... F- Film or- festivals? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and have everywhere they go they stay for a bit then someone comes to film a thing and then he kills people have to move again
3: Maybe there were a lot of lake infinities. Well, I mean, it would fit with the name. There are a lot of lake 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 infinities.
1: Uh, An infinite number of lakes.
3: Funnily enough, typing an infinite number, it would still come up with a better screenplay than this.
2: (laughs) Which also means that in a couple of years, when there was a sudden injection of money and work when all those overseas studios came to film in Australia in the early 1990s, if he'd lasted, he would have just been wiping them out and killed the economy.
3: Look how Michael Caton, if you were filming on Lake Infinity for the castle, geez, dude.
1: Does the time I, frame between the two films seem to shift a lot? Yeah. Like, I, it's a few years ago, then it's 30 years ago, and I, then 20-odd. And
3: I don't remember how many times anyone actually says it, but I do remember getting a weird vibe of, wow, it's only just recently, and, oh, no, wait a minute, no, it's actually significantly a while ago.
2: Yeah, because you'd think it would at least be looking at 10, 15 years if he counted as a child when he was burned and now appears to be quite a large adult. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: But I'm sure somewhere it says, like, 30 years. It's like, well, he would have been a baby if that were the case. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, he was meant to be quite a young kid, and apparently there was something they didn't do properly on the set. I yes, think and was the actors that- were
1: found guilty and then found dead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: Wait. <laughs> In the newspaper, it says that they were the actors were found guilty, but they were dead. They never went to court.
2: That's a very good
3: question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's- you tend to get absolved of things once you're dead, or yeah.
3: at least
2: not convicted of them.
1: Yes, that's yeah. right.
3: And if you do get found guilty of murder, they're not going to let you hang around like infinity until random justice is done. You're probably no. going straight to prison at that point. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my. God. Well, actually, no. They must have been found guilty in
1: retrospect. suppose.
3: See, this is a lot of the way my brain was when I was watching this film. I guess. But it's also, dot, dot,
1: dot. Yes. All in the
2: one newspaper article. This mm. is the news of their death and of their guilt and that a child was burnt. All in the yes. same page How of the newspaper. often does this newspaper come out? <laughs>
3: Well, often enough that he's able to slash it and, and this one time we see that. Maybe that's what it is. It's that, that kind of cornerstone of a good story. Is this the most interesting moment in the life of Blah? Maybe this is the most interesting moment in the life of that newspaper article. That's what we're seeing. All the other stuff is ancillary. It's all about this was the moment. The big reveal finally got slashed to shreds.
2: I live nearby and I heard the activity.
0: Oh, come over by the fire.
2: Let's have a closer look.
0: Know. No, no, fellas, definitely time to go to bed.
2: I just thought I'd say hello.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: You people staying long?
1: Well, actually, oh, we're no, just. We're
0: not staying long.
1: No, we're just uh, stopping at various locations along
2: the, the coastline. We're, we're not disturbing you, are we?
0: Or making too much noise? It was the noise that attracted me.
1: Oh, the rock and roll band. What, what can you do? We're, we're making a, a film, a movie.
0: Oh, I used to like movies. I still do.
2: But I actually acted years ago.
0: I gave it away. You see, there was this terrible fire. And some of the cast were killed. And badly burnt. I gave it away after that.
2: I gave it away.
1: Oh, well, we're not intending to have any big fires. This is the biggest here. Actually, we're
0: leaving tomorrow. Luke, you weren't even meant to be there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right.
2: That's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, we were going to head for bed anyway. Um,
2: Can we get you anything? A drink, perhaps? No, no, no. I'll be going. I just
0: wanted to be neighbourly. Well, thanks, we appreciate that.
2: And there's no twist. There's nothing. I think it's supposed to be a twist that the, the local woman who serves woman? no other function is his s- sister or keeper or whatever. Yeah, which would be
3: possibly a bit of a surprise if she hadn't reefed out half of her hair and then began stroking it like a pet hamster. But
1: I didn't even realise that's what she was doing. But that was the resolution yeah. Of the
3: film. I love the way that none of them say, holy fuck, what did you just do to your hair? And then they just carry on this continual conversation as she just gets... Weirder and weirder? Yeah, what, what do they say? You know, chewing the set. Terrible acting levels of crazy weirdness. Yeah. Sort of like. I think she seems familiar. I'm pretty sure I've seen her in other things from that era. I We don't remember. And this is what I was going to say. We've mentioned a couple of times there are way too many characters in this. We have a whiteboard that we use as reference to make it nice and easy for us for the big things the first thing we do is we usually have the actors up normally there'll be six to ten actors that we feel are worthy of us referencing again and again we have four names on here Dale is one john michael house is the second they're the two actual actors in this don bridges who is the petrol station attendant he's a fantastic actor he's been in a bunch of things i think
1: you mean the peril station Oh, uh, that's, that's a T. There we go.
3: <laughs> but it was a peril stage. It was a no peril <laughs> Oh, my God. As they just talk about this, yeah, those movie people, man, you know, they'd want to be a bit careful going up where the other movie people died. Yeah, about that.
1: Oh, what? what? The other one. Oh, um, and then it went with the movie people are really bad. So football teams? Just like, are we just comparing yeah. random shit now?
3: <laughs> well, we need to get back to Australia, don't we know? So we've got to talk about, about the footy, footy at least once. Yeah. And then the last is Christopher Young, who I actually only noted down because as I scrolled down the IMDb page, he was one of the few other people whose photo appeared. And it turns out that he's a composer who ended up writing a bunch of random incidental music for TV shows and movies, uh, including Grand Tour, Grand Tour, and and, and other ones like that, and Spider Man Two and Spider Man Three. Wow. So, so what the, well, what fuck, the fuck he's doing, doing in, in this? And why is the music <laughs> so bad? An actor he um, made a
2: great musician.
3: Yes, very much so. <laughs> Which made me wonder, you know, were all of the actors in this the the band? Were they just real band members?
2: Well, one of them was the drummer from Hey Hey It's Saturday. This does make oh sense. God. Good animal So we've
1: only got like oh my god Oh, is that who that was?
2: I was trying to work that out. I think I know why
3: this movie was made. Go cocaine. Yes. of okay. maybe on the set of hey hey it's of a makes
1: sense of a makes sense. of a bunch of
3: people after, like of a recording session oh a recording watching Oh watching god, you're watching, so right. Watching some some slasher films, some new to video, and going, let's we go should- up for the weekend and just make one.
1: You're so right. And they did. But I do claim it also started with, let's get paid to take drugs. I think those two theories, and we have the existence of this film. But you
3: can get something classic like Easy Rider out of that. Yeah. How the hell we ended up with this? Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it lit- maybe it's a genius realisation. Because I was saying to November before you came over, uh, Daria, that my brother and I, we got a video camera, got access to a video camera in the very early 90s when we were still kids. Actually, no, late 80s. I don't know why, because normally we were one of those tech families that came very late to the party. Yeah, we had a top-loading VCR when everybody else had front-loaders and things. But we ended up with a video camera. And so my brother and I decided we would make a horror movie one afternoon. And we thought it would be really funny if instead of a slasher, it was a smasher. So we used a potato masher. (laughs) And my brother basically ran around the house holding his hand with the potato masher in front of the camera, making horror movie breathing noises and chased me round the house and I'd run into a room and hide and run out. And then he came right up behind me and brought the masher down and we would then, what we did is we actually put a big pile of tomato sauce on a plate and covered it with a piece of bread and then we just filmed the masher going (laughs) up and down so that the blood squirted (laughs) through. Literally all the thought we put into it. There was no storyline, there was no plot I still think we made a better movie than House Road Horror. <laughs> I genuinely think that well, that's that was the leveling special.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Maybe it's um, going to have to force us to stop being assholes and criticising other people's films. Like, oh, if you think you're so good, why oh, don't you do it?
3: No, we've got another five years of doing this shit before people start to pull that one out okay, as, like, cool. actually legitimate. Awesome. But, yeah, and I genuinely think it felt like one of those films. It felt like we can make our own movie. Let's just get together and we'll do this and we'll do this oh you know i saw that film and they did this thing oh that sounds great let's set up for that and it was i espouse a bit but i don't know a lot of the dialogue of filmmaking i don't know how you frame a shot i don't know how you set up yeah. certain things what i can recognize is when it's not there like i've said before you don't need to be an olympic swimmer to see when someone shit in the pool but when <laughs> you have the corner of the lens cutting off a sequence. Yeah. When you have a shot where a person's head comes into frame, blocking out the other person who's talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. I-
2: we went here before. This has a lot of traits with one of our other little genres, the So Bad It's Good films. And within that oeuvre, there's also what they call the shot on sitio. Ah, I've not heard this term before. I don't know it either. I'm
1: writing this term.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It means just about what you think it means in that it's something of low... Well, it is shot on video, usually a home video. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking in the sense that video is legitimately used in a creative industry. Right. But usually video in the sense that it's cheaper than film. Yes. Mm-hmm. And these things are usually fairly low budget or very low budget. Often they were made filmed in weekends by people who just knew what they were doing or rather knew what they weren't doing. Yep. But sometimes they're people who have got right into it and thoroughly believed in it. <laughs> I don't think that happened this time. But this has several such traits, like you were just saying, some of the bizarre ways they cut and frame things. Mm. One of the minor things I noticed, which for some reason happens a lot in So Bad It's Good and Shot on Shitio," there is a lull between the start of a shot and the things happening. Yes. Yes. Yep. Often it's less than a second, mm-hmm. but it very much shows that the order of events went: start the camera rolling, then the actors start doing what they're doing. You've you've I don't know why this is so much a trait of video because it's just as easy to say to your actors mill about and act like you're doing things before rolling a video camera Isn't as a it just film something
1: camera. that's usually fixed in editing? Well, yes, that's mm. the
2: other thing <laughs> Usually... <laughs> usually was, it, was an editor actually credited on this? Let's have a look Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the editor did 1,500 hours of work and still figures he's owed $8 an hour for it
1: What? Oh my Jesus. god Wow So the editor didn't get paid? No, apparently
2: no one did except for a few people. Alan
1: Dale and John Michael Harson? <laughs>
2: Alan, Alan Dale was definitely one of them, remember that much.
1: Probably Brian Maddox.
2: And apparently they set their salary off against profits from the film. No! Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have yet to arrive 30 years later. <sighs> Wow.
1: Okay, let's have a renaissance. (laughs) We're going to get these people paid.
3: Okay, so the problem that we had, and we were talking right at the start, most of the time you can get it on DVD, we had to watch the YouTube version. It was released on video. There is a DVD.
2: Yeah, there has been a couple of DVD releases. Official
3: DVD is a question mark on that. We ordered Midnight Spares. I really don't think that any money went from that back to the makers of the, the film. Is that the one where
1: you had to watch the whole film to get to the trailer at the end? Uh,
3: yes. Yeah, that was yeah. the... Oh, no. Yeah, that was Plug. That no, that was... was Plug. No, 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 no. no. Oh. Yeah, no. That was um... our
2: Weatherproof friends, just
1: not... That was just oh, mm.
3: another yeah. failure. No, that Midnight film. Spares was the car film. Was yeah, the yeah, one yeah. with that? Yeah, Bruce.
2: I'm pretty sure the one I managed to find an SD DVD. Yeah. Mm. The quality's not great because it wasn't great in the first no. place. Yeah. It doesn't have the blobs and compression artefacts of mm. the YouTube one.
3: I mean, this is also maybe worth mentioning. Absolutely, during the era, people had decent quality video cameras and the ability to make good film, but very basic fundamental requirements of cameras, things like white balance, high dynamic range, things you just need to be able to... The very fact, like I said, that the camera is able to catch a portion of its own lens cover in shot is very definitely symptoms of the equipment that was available at the time, and it so shows.
2: <laughs> they probably had a heart attack when they realised they were writing about someone filming or shooting a video and realised, oh, crap, I need a second camera to be in shot. <laughs> <they're doing that."
3: gasps> <laughs> I did notice that there was, like, just, like, three... Oh, my God, there was a moment... I remember there was a shot that cut to they were doing a few things and then it cut to them filming and I thought for a second it was a black and white movie. It was somebody leaning down on the camera saying, you know, do we want to do another take or or whatever, and him going, no, 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 this is good, you've set up here. There was The colour was so washed out on that shot that it was jarringly. I thought it was a cut to black and white. It was bizarre. So funny.
1: Was there an editing glitch when the band members were in the bar? Like one guy walks over to the piano and starts playing a song and then we head back to the action on the houseboat and then we go back and there's more conversation in the bar and that scene happens again.
3: Oh, I don't remember the scene recurring. Maybe that was in... Like
1: maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was just my imagination, but it's like... I do remember... I thought they just had the exact same thing.
3: I do remember one of those big jarring moments of someone has literally yelled action and then we're immediately filming happened in the bar when the guy walked over. So there may be that whatever they filmed in there was, yeah. was done really badly. It's also what you were saying before about that whole those sort of second and a half, or just enough of an, to be noticeable of people doing nothing until they then start to deliver their lines, is very much a symptom of porn films as well. Those boring dialogue bits in between the action, you'll often see someone stand for that, just that extra half second that's enough to twig the brain that it's just yeah you a just person said delivering to before
1: nothing. that you didn't understand why people made shot for shot remakes of films. This film needs it. I want this film shot for shot remake. Oh, I want to see what the colours are meant to look like for a star. Oh, start.
3: God. Yeah, that would be amazing. I wonder if you can. Re- oh, can they colourise? Maybe we should send it to Peter Jackson. Um, <laughs> actually, I want to mention Peter Jackson. Okay. Because if you want to see how something like this can be done well, watch Bad Taste. Oh, God. Bad yes. Taste mm-hmm. or it has a different name in america it's peter jackson's very first movie he and a couple of his mates made it it was his passion piece made over a year the sound looks bad because they actually lost the audio recording and they had to redub a lot of the oh, scenes really? mm-hmm. yeah and it is done as a as a nod to these kind of horror films and it's done so well the shots are good There's a storyline that evolves, it's a little unique, and it's done with tongue planted firmly in cheek, and that's what this lacked. You can't make this kind of movie on this kind of a budget and hope that it will be seriously, genuinely scary. So you have to do it as a kind of a self-parody. And I think everybody involved obviously took themselves way too seriously.
1: If we're on the topic of Peter Jackson, so Bad Taste was 1987. Some years later, 1995, he made a film called Forgotten Silver. No one seems to know about this film, but it's just fabulous. So if you can track down Forgotten Silver, absolutely watch it. I think <laughs> I have seen that
2: one. Forgotten
3: Silver It's is the mockumentary.
1: Good. Yeah,
2: that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's
2: right. I watched it with someone who thought it was a real documentary.
1: A yes. It does actually deliver
2: quite well. Up until... There's another one. Um,
3: I have
1: a very, fu- a very smart friend of mine thought that it was real, mm. and I'm just like, they zoom in to see the date on a newspaper that's in the back of a guy's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, that that doesn't work.
3: There was another documentary made about the faking of the moon landing, which was an Australian-made film that included interviews with who was the head of the FBI at the time, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. J. No, it can't be J. K. Hoover a uh, couple of big names during the 1980s, missile crisis and, and things. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the last little bit where it gets to the point of showing a space launch and actually someone throws a blue healer dog into a dam that you kind of really get a, a <laughs> realisation
2: that it's all just nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then in the credits it shows all the people just laughing at the things they've said. Yes. So. <laughs> it's, it's really good. If you get a chance to see it, I'm trying to
3: remember what it's called. Operation um, Moon. Operation Moon? Loon. Loon. Excellent yes really really good and the names they got the people they actually got to sit down and it read it awesome. it's amazing <laughs> but uh, yeah so this was not that this was not satire this was not done for laughs but it's not done s- ah. I want people to watch this. I want people to get drunk with their friends. There are a couple of versions on YouTube. Don't worry, it doesn't go for an hour and 50 minutes. It's about an hour and 20. The YouTube versions are extended for reason. And the other thing I'll say is I'm very surprised that it's still available on YouTube because there's boobage admittedly incredibly very.
2: low res. Yes. <laughs> That's the weird thing. One of the versions I saw was so low res. You'd almost think the nipples have been etched. <laughs>
1: The scene where the one girl interrupts the other in the shower mm. and she's in the shower, so therefore naked. Do we actually see that she's wearing underwear? Like the camera dips down low enough to twice. I think we see that she's actually wearing underwear in the shower.
3: I Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because of course yeah. she probably would have been. I don't remember it. I do remember that the nude hallucination girl coming out looks like she's wearing undies, but it's hard to tell because of the resolution. But she's got this weird necklace
1: thing I, yeah, I couldn't uh, tell.
3: A couple of things that I can remember thinking from a trope point of view. The dream sequence. So the woman wakes up at the end. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, the whole thing was a dream. No, she's literally just remembering back to, like, five minutes beforehand <laughs> when she was put inside the ambulance. It's like,
2: oh, for fuck's sake, dude. <laughs> Yeah, she, she's dreaming that Acid Head came out of the water after all, and then we find out
1: afterwards that Acid Head's coming out, out, out the of the water after
2: all. As yeah. they set up for a sequel. Oh, my God, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, the makeup on Acid Face was terrible. It
3: reminded me of Toxic Avenger. You asked me whether it Oh, yeah, right. Me. Yeah, it, re- <laughs> it reminded me of, of old-school Toxic Avenger, random thick rubber kind of plastered over half of somebody's face.
1: Yeah, and only half because, like, yeah, you even in see- the resolution we saw, you could yeah. see there was a definite line where the latex ended if it was indeed latex back then.
2: Oh, stop smoking
1: these mushrooms, man! Do they but, think people smoke mushrooms anyway?
2: I don't. Well, that that goes okay. back to my—he's heard things, but
3: about
1: dr- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Which is bizarre that someone who made a film like this
3: in the 1980s could have only heard about drugs.
1: I think we actually need to follow your theory and see if we can find an episode guide. Of hey hey it's Saturday and who was on? See
3: if we can picture episode. Put this together. Maybe Brian Maddox appeared on an episode like a, about six months beforehand. By picturing
1: just um, instead of the whiteboard here, we've just got a wall with pictures and string. You've wanted pitch, to You've wanted to do that in your that room. Is true,
3: that's psychotic. <laughs> sort of track down the the hero villain thing. Um, yeah, and that was another thing. I mean, I, I just the other the other day actually watched Electric Dreams, which was kind of a classic. 1980s love story that was a series of video clips sort of spliced together to make a film. And, again, that was done so much better than this. But it was a thing of that era that you would have a couple of sequences within even relatively straight-laced movies that were just video clips that were the actual yeah. kind of bits that would end up on yeah. you know, MTV or, or video hits in Australia or Rage. So, yeah, you know, did maybe were they trying to form a, a supergroup? Were they hoping that this would be their song? <laughs> With the girls dancing on the roof of the boat.
1: Oh, the dancing was so, so 80s. I mean, it was the it 80s, was... so that's fair, but yeah. very 80s. <laughs> and the guy, oh, like, yeah Yes. Uh, the size of the teased hair. That was massive. That was
3: so good. And I guess this was the other thing, too, because in my head, of course, the 80s is Massively colourful. It's pinks and blues and pastels and stuff. This film
0: wasn't. This at all. film
3: was what video could do at the time, it was it washed out when you when you sort of lie there's a thing you can do where you can actually replicate what it's like to be colourblind. Yes. By okay, yes. standing in bright sunlight and closing your eyes first. And I wanted to sort of you know, if you're gonna do this, do this properly. Close your eyes first. <laughs> If and
2: you're gonna do this, don't it's probably <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. no no
3: it, it is it is actually really interesting because what you do is you basically no no it's it's like when you're on the beach and you're lying there. Anyway, what you do is you close your eyes tight and then you tilt your head until you're facing the sun. So you're getting that orange wash through your eyelids. Mm-hmm. You do that for about a minute to a minute and a half, you look away from the sun and you open your eyes, and everything will have a kind of a blue washed-out tint to it. It lasts for about five minutes or so. That's apparently what colourblind people see. The blue-red colourblind people don't... And if you look at grass or red, bright red colours, during that period, you'll...
2: Blue-red isn't the
1: colourblind. Oh, green, no, no, blue... blue, blue sorry, red-green. Red green. Sorry, right. red-green. My apologies. <laughs> Just thinking that doesn't...
3: No, sorry, yeah. <laughs> red-green red right. colourblind.
1: Red and blue are the little pastasy newts. They are oh the red and the blue.
0: <laughs> I love that.
3: But yeah, no, sorry, the red and the green colorblindness And and you will see everything with this kind of blue wash that takes out the high the high night, I don't know, whatever, the, the extreme bits that let you see red and green. And you sort of experience life like a colourblind person. That was what this whole movie reminded me of, because there's just no colour.
1: Hey, you it's, know, like your Weird. experiment with you closing your eyes looking at the sun. You can probably yeah. also Google what does colour blindness look like and hit play on a video. Yeah, but. Okay. But science. <laughs> we did a science. Well, there
2: are filters for your browser. Ah.
1: <laughs> well, that's the reason Facebook is blue. Mark Zuckerberg is colour blind. Oh, wow. Yeah. So oh, it was just an easy tone for him.
3: Did you see that Bob Ross recorded an episode? It's apparently, somebody sent him a letter saying, Bob, I can't paint because I'm colorblind So he then does a monochrome painting.
1: No. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I just right? couldn't love Bob Ross anymore. <laughs> oh, that's adorbs.
2: Having been a designer and then an optic science assistant. This color contrasting very, very much territory. Ah, cool. So is that? So why is it
3: that video from that era, like a video camera, wouldn't pick up the color spectrum that way?
2: Well, it's less that it wouldn't pick up bright colors. Is that it tended to steer, for want of a better word, to a group of colors based on what it saw. Oh, okay. So it, it couldn't, so have it a couldn't wide pull the full range of colors. Right. Yeah.
1: And I'm picturing the sun washing them out. Yeah, too, it's also good like the, to the say, say Too
2: much that, brightness. Yeah. Well, I know and also poor production values tends to uh, make yeah. things look washed <laughs> yeah. out rather than <laughs> yeah. brighter.
3: Yeah. And I know dynamic range is one of those areas that the human eye is still better than cameras. Even now, hmm. our ability to pick out shadow and bright at the same time is something which, you know even a, a good quality digital camera. But you can see it, especially with your iPhone. If you sort of s- scan the room and you kind of go past a bright window, everything else will go dark and yes. you'll be able to see out and then back yeah, yeah. again and it'll darken. And, of course, we don't see that. We can see them both at the same time. But, uh, yeah. We have
2: foveas and retinas. You Tell me then
3: one of my favourite, well, not my favourite, but one of these things I've been obsessed with, how there can be bright light lines on cameras that were filming during the John Pertwee era of Doctor Who.
2: What do you mean bright light
3: lines? Well, you know how when you're looking at a bright light, if you sort of move your eye, you get that kind of after image. Mm-hmm.
1: Cameras. So you do don't it. mean like lens flare?
3: No, 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 no. Okay. No, if you watch like a sequence of a film from the John Pertwee era, uh-huh. if there's a bright light as a camera pans, it leaves an after image on the screen, yep. and I don't know how that works.
1: Ah, uh,
2: it's basically a lag.
3: Oh, is it? Okay, so.
1: I mean, the same thing can happen with your eye.
3: No, but that's the thing. I know how it works with the eye.
1: Oh, I see, I see.
3: I don't understand how it can work with a camera because the camera physically can't have a... Memory. Yeah, because as soon as the next piece of film is passed, Uh what was there previously can't happen. And I don't get how that's... And you see it in the sequences in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV series where the camera pans across a bright light and an afterline is left mm. as if it was your eye. And I don't get how that works
2: on yes. camera. Well, often a lot of things were shot on video.
3: Yeah, how does the next bit of video know that there was a bright light from the previous sequence? I'll
2: see if I can t- I'll find an
3: example <laughs> after we finish recording. Wow, sorry, we've really gone off track on this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you mean. I think we need to, to make sure we're thinking of the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll
1: Ooh, you're gonna get fed
0: tonight. Come on, up you come. I'm gonna put one of these on you. Don't want you or anyway, anything like that. Come on, Jimmy. Yeah, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming. Come on. Nothing takes that long. I'm coming to get you.
1: so there used to be a website houseburthorror.com.au it's not there anymore though well that was someone selling copies of the dvd hang on this film Hmm. appeared at the melbourne comedy festival with commentary
3: yes oh my god how long ago
1: oh
2: the night only a couple of years i think because it turned up in my research The article where I read about it coming actually had a fair bit of information about the movie.
1: It did, yes. The articles on twenty thirteen. What's what called?
2: Houseboat Horror
1: dot com dot au not there anymore.
3: That's okay. There's an archive called Wayback Machine.
1: Of course.
3: That are really good.
2: While you're firing up the Wayback Machine, I have to read bits of this review on IMDb. Which
1: oh yes, excellent.
2: It's this review, dear listener, which very much gives and takes away. (laughs) Australian horror movies aren't very popular, but that doesn't mean that they're inferior. There have been some good ones, a very tongue-in-cheek cut, the bizarre 13th floor, and interesting out-of-the-body. Of Of course, there have been some really terrible ones, the worst of which is houseboat horror.
3: (laughs) Wow, the worst of which is houseboat horror. Harsh.
2: The movie looks to be extremely low-budget and seems to be shot on videotape. That doesn't matter, though. A movie can still be low-budget and be brilliant. But half but Horror uses a low budget for gore effects, look disastrous. This backhanded, the acting varies. Some people are okay, I suppose.
1: <laughs> so, you know how we've got their two directors? Hmm? Quote, I had to sack Molly after the third day where the crew rang me and said they were leaving, Patherick says. So I grabbed Kendall Flanagan on the way and told him he was coming with me.
3: I had to fire Molly.
1: Ollie. Ollie. Oh, Ollie, right. Ollie okay. Oh,
3: God. Only
1: three people were
3: paid. I'm still very impressed with that review, that they say this is the worst ever. Because we've seen Plug, but yes, this Plug's is maybe worse. the worst ever horror. Yeah,
2: to be fair, they do say horror movies.
3: That said, we have still yet to review Outback Vampire, because we have not yet found a, a, watchable a physically watchable version of the yeah. film. And I don't know, that one looked, that one looked like it had potential... But there we go. This is oh my god, that is such a nineties-looking web page.
1: Just quickly, Alan Dale, Ryan Mannix, and FX supervisor Nick Dawning were the only people paid on this film.
3: Wow, there's a lot of
1: people in this film.
3: Yeah, as we've said, there's there's, there's too, too many, many people in this film. <laughs> that was what Houseboat Horror. The webpage, looked like back uh, then. Oh,
1: I think I might have seen
2: that way way ago ah. uh, when I was first getting into so bad they're good movies.
1: Oh, fabulous.
3: Yeah. I don't know whether or not... Does the archive actually let you click on the links? Oh, here we go. Okay, so this is the official... Direct from distributor Video Man Entertainment ordering webpage from two thousand and I think it was two thousand and one. It wasn't that It was
1: someone involved in the making of the film just trying to get some money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a rowdy rock group are accompanied by a film crew to desolate Lake Infinity to produce a music video. One night, the musicians visit the local pub while the various members of the film crew satisfy their carnal desires with one another aboard the luxury. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I cannot even finish that sentence. They are sleeping with like literally sleeping beside each other.
1: <laughs>
2: it's not an out. orgy. They make it sound thoroughly And
3: Oh The oh musicians gosh. don't visit one night, they just fuck off. That was the other thing. That suddenly yes. everyone wakes up and oh a bunch of the musicians have gone and you're wondering oh shit have they gone through and they literally I didn't cut even the know if that sequence. were
1: musicians or the film crew that were gone.
3: Yeah, it was the musicians. It was the half the band basically just went to the local pub to get pissed and play the piano. <laughs>
1: The um the woman that's hallucinated on the beach, she's a St Kilda stripper. They got her in for that.
3: Oh my god. Wow. Oh gee wow, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so okay, so that's what they're playing out. I wonder how much of this matches what was originally written down on the drunken beer, beer
0: soaked. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, so the film crew satisfy their carnal desires with one another aboard the luxurious houseboat that they are all staying in.
1: There's like nice. six houseboats. Yeah, exactly
3: yeah. that. They're nice, luxurious, possibly. They're okay. Yeah. Double, two story. They were surprisingly good. Mm. But I think most houseboats are two storey insofar as they have a roof that you can climb on, aren't they? Because, I mean, let's face it, the view up there is amazing. Right. <laughs> they are so busy they fail to notice that a rampaging lunatic has snuck aboard the boat. Zzz. <laughs> <laughs> and one by one, the various characters are brutally slaughtered in a variety of grisly ways. Directed by Kendall Flanagan, Ollie Martin. Written by Ollie Martin. Starring. Oh, this will be interesting. Is the- name
1: is misspelled in the credits? Oh, God, is it? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Kendall
2: Flanagan has not enough L's.
3: Oh, really? The oh, there you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, written by Ollie Martin, starring Alan Dale, John Michael House, and Craig Alexander, Louis Siverson, Gavin Wood, Des McKenna, Christine Jeston, Stephen Whitaker, Peppy d'Or. Oh, yeah, this was the one oh. thing that stuck out. And Zlatko Kasumovich, which it's is a, a stick out in the. Yeah, he's stick out in the,
1: the. Whoever. The surname Dorr really stood out to me on the credits because all the credits were in uppercase. And so it was everything except for the O-R. I noticed that too. Yeah. Were there some R's that were backwards?
3: I didn't notice I any. could, I swear there were a couple of backwards R's in the credits. It was really hard to tell with the resolution, but I swear there were some backwards R's in the first oh. half of the credits, oh. which was a bit weird. Maybe
2: Lake Infinity's in comedy Russian.
3: Maybe it's in Russia. <laughs> well, apparently acid face was Zlotko Kazumovic. The DVD was $11.90 free postage within Australia when this page was archived back in whenever.
2: That's how much I tried to pay on eBay. Oh.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah, maybe you actually found an archived version of the page. <laughs> yeah, 2011, that was when it was archived from. Cheap DVD store it was the eBay search one. <laughs> maybe that was actually the one. Yes. Anyway, there we go. So it does actually exist because everything... Pay attention, children. Everything exists forever on the yes, internet. Yes, that's
2: right. Until um, you actually really, really need it. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody really, really needs this movie. I will say props to YouTube. It's still up. I have a yeah. feeling that if anybody kind of flagged it, it would probably be taken down almost. I mean, I mean apart from anything else, oh, there God. is an actual nipple at one point. Just. You can yeah. barely
1: see it. Man, it's no like low res. Oh, my God, there's a nipple. Let's get this movie down. Oh. <sighs> Someone's head is chopped in
3: half. Okay, so this is another thing, another trope about the horror movies, is that generally speaking, the people who die are being punished for a reason.
1: Not now, these people; they don't no, exist. That's the thing. They're not even just the film people.
3: No, I mean some of it's really overt. If you ever get a chance to see Candyman, the original Candyman is like a genuinely good horror movie that makes you feel for the main villain. It yeah. really does. It's it's. I love it. I love it so much. Apart from anything else, got Virginia Madsen in it, who's awesome and wonderful. She was in Electric Dreams. Yeah. But even the ones where you are still not meant to root for the villain at all, you know, the slasher movies or whatever, they're being punished for esoteric reasons. Having sex is, of course, the big one, the trope that's over again and again. There's no reason – nothing is established that these people –
1: I was actually quite pleased it wasn't sexual violence – because that's just yeah. so common. So like this is an equal opportunity killer. It absolutely is. So, you know, go that, equality. Um, I guess. Uh-huh. Don't forget to get your hands off, socks, socks sock off, socks
3: And socks off, socks the, on. Yeah, but, oh. that was
2: halfway through he's realised he said it wrong. He's trying to backtrack. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then Alan Dale's up there going, Jesus Christ. And then he just sort of walks off. And it's
2: like, what? <laughs> um, suddenly occurred to me, not much eating in this movie. Oh well, no. It true. must be momentous enough that that's why it's at the one hour mark. Someone's getting a glass of milk. <laughs> oh
3: really? Yeah. I didn't. E- I did not even go looking for the one hour mark. I, I figured that there just wasn't going to be a thing. And plus, also, like I said, when I first was watching this movie, I thought it was an hour and fifty <laughs> minutes long, and I was like, oh god, there's no, there's no message. There's no.
1: This film does not have a purpose. This, yeah, still better than plug. Oh god, yes, yes. Oh, absolutely.
2: See, I could still watch this with a bunch of friends on a bad movie night. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't watch Plug,
1: could no. you?
3: No. Oh, I like, really want maybe to.
1: with us, but yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh my god, this was
1: Plug wouldn't be getting a release at the Melbourne Comedy Festival.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it should.
1: It really, no, no, really should. No. It's, it's far too bad for too bad. It's good. It's mm. just someone.
2: Jenny Umbrella or whoever decided that they'd rather release Plug than this so who knows though
1: yeah.
2: I have also read there's a rights Quagmire yeah this. oh really
3: mm. there was a series of TV movies I went looking for it I found oh, yeah. it, a reference once on we IMDB of Tomorrow's something or other and I can't remember that these were made for TV now the idea that this could have been made for television in nineteen eighty nine is pretty ridiculous because you just you I I just don't think you couldn't, think you couldn't it have shown it on television. It. No. Well, we
1: if you only had three channels. <laughs> well I'll say
2: by and large on T V you couldn't say the F bomb mm. back then.
1: No, God no.
2: And fuck has dropped a lot?
1: Oh um, yeah, no, because they decided to r- wrap up the rating. And so they started just chucking in swear words. And then they chucked in drug references and nudity.
3: Oh was that a conscious choice? Yeah. Oh wow.
1: Someone's just like, No, let's fuck this shit up.
3: They snakes on a plane to that bitch. Yes.
0: Jesus.
2: (laughs) It reminds me of a friend of mine who, when we were younger, who always thought a higher age rating made a film better, regardless. Oh, God.
1: Uh, Yeah, right. But you can understand a kid saying that, though, can't you? I guess. I'm guessing it was a boy.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Hey. Girls can be wrong, too.
1: Yes, of course we can.
3: Take feminism. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Girls can be wrong too. Hashtag feminism. I, wow. Well, yeah. No, I can see that t shirt doing very well with a oh, whole yeah. group of people I really oh, don't want anything God. to do with.
2: Yeah. Equal opportunity fuck ups here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm clocking some of the other big events. The random barn exploration sequence.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a barn from the outside, but you go inside, it's the size of It's fucking huge. Yeah,
3: and there was dripping blood. A lot of the gore was lost on the fact that everything was so washed out. There was a lot of the classic How spray was sh- blood. Like,
1: shot on wide. Like, it was Seriously? wide shots. And oh, wide so shots,
3: right. Sorry, yes, yeah, so I was going to say, because it wasn't so wide screen. So, the,
1: the bloke who did 1,500 hours that was never paid his $8 an hour did, like, 50 pickups.
3: Oh, God, I would not be surprised, poor fucker.
1: Just went into the woods. Where did the weird
3: jewel horseshoes end up? How – what happened?
1: It was the – so the Are they horseshoe- either side of her eyes, I they or they in, her, in eyes. her eyes? I thought it
2: went in her eyes,
3: right? Because you could clearly see the actress's eyes between the horseshoe, but I just didn't know whether that was just because the makeup budget was a buck sixty-five and a tinny of VB. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was one of the three people who got paid. <laughs> got paid, yes. You know, first death by horseshoe, so I go that. Mm. But yeah, I think it went.
3: In it went in eyes. her eyes. It it's meant to go gone in her eyes. Because it ended up being two horseshoes. Because it wasn't just he grabbed one, because he pulled one out and it was welded to the other with the two nails sticking out. Oh,
1: I didn't notice that. I thought they must have had one up there with two nails and I couldn't work out.
3: No, because I yeah, yeah I was thinking maybe if he just pulled a single horseshoe off and then just jammed it in, it would make sense. But it ended up being this weird mutant horseshoe thing. Mm. Well, I will say, for what it's worth, the one neck slash, where the guy has his neck pulled I think yep. one of the first ones where the knife goes cleanly across and there's blood... Just as good as any other next slash I've seen from the night. Wow, that's a sentence. And I, I, I agree
1: completely. Except just seconds after that, you see his body lying on the ground, and it's comedically bad. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And he does the big gasp death. He goes. <gasps> <sighs> oh yeah, sort of doesn't he? <laughs> I think it's that one.
1: The, the deaths <laughs> kind
3: of sort of blurred into each other after yeah. a while. And there's the guy who actually says, oh, I'll stop him by throwing himself back at the crazed psycho who every other time someone's throwing themselves at him has basically just ended up instantly dead.
1: Yeah, why does this guy have super strength?
2: It's the
3: power of being
2: nearly burned to
3: death.
1: Uh. Yeah.
3: Uh.
2: It very much is taking the mould of standard slasher killer. There's also his ability to walk at a lumbering pace and catch up with people yep. running ahead of him oh
1: god that drives me
2: so much. well that shot where they're finally escaping on the boat
3: and you see the camera and they're sort of watching the bank as it goes down and yeah. i'm just like i think you're trying to clearly say that somehow he's keeping up with them along the bank i can't yeah. see him because obviously the resolution like is so how bad. did he
1: just magically appear on the boat yeah and no wonder he got health. burnt when he was a kid because he gets burnt at the end of this too and he just stands there feeling his arms flail. about oh yeah and that random
2: flashback sequence
3: yeah. Random
1: flashback sequence?
3: The random flashback sequence where he's looking at the news article oh, yeah. and then it flashes back to him burning alive where basically Oh my god, yes, <laughs> I remember thinking that. It flashes back to him burning alive, which you realise later is clearly just one of the camera angles of the stunt yes, man burning yes, on yes. the roof of the boat. <laughs> because that is not a child's body burning. No. So it was a flash forward. They knew what they were doing all along. They did not know what they, they did were doing. Not know what they were.
1: No.
2: <laughs> are they going to 30 years later pick up on that oh. sticking his hand out the water thing that would be so i really
3: good. want to watch
1: a 60 year old serial killer what would houseboat Ooh.
3: horror be- i mean we've had would okay worked for halloween yeah yeah no it did yeah do you know it's a terrible thing to admit i still haven't seen it but i've heard really good things like i said i think my favorite of the kruger movies is the very last one which was actually done as this kind of meta narrative on But how many last the- ones are there Like, is is it
1: the last one? This is the
3: last, last one. It was a Wes Craven written one, which basically it takes the concept of Freddy Krueger – I think I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast – takes the concept of Freddy Krueger as a kind of an er narrative it's the story that's you know that frightened it's us a, as it's cave a narrative. well it's the overarching narrative mm-hmm. so you are as a kind of a concept is kind of the,
1: the I only the, know the, the you whole... are as text message shorthand
3: okay right no so when you do oh, this, this, you're, you're gonna you're gonna I'm gonna hit the limits of my knowledge on explaining when you use the phrase er, something mm-hmm. you're kind of
2: saying this is the I don't mean matter in this instance no no not matter not matter I mean in the instance of Freddie's nightmares that seems more matter than er. no it in is matter yeah, but the meta, the, the plot within
3: it is that Freddy represents the earth uh, story, the horror story that from day dot as cave people we would oh, say I to each that. other in front of the fireplace, and that it, the personification of this horror is different through eras, it's vampires, it's whatever, Mm -hmm. and then in this instance it's Freddy. And, yeah, and it's actually got with Craven playing himself within the film. It's a really cool movie. It's a really, really amazing film. Sounds interesting. It starts with the actress, you know, being interviewed about how they're coming up to 20 years of the original Freddy Krueger. Actually, no, I think it starts with them filming the next one. And then, yeah, it goes into a really meta-narrative on it. It's a great movie. Mm. It does to Freddy Krueger specifically what the Scream movies were doing to the kind of the horror genre in general. But, yeah, that one worked really well. <laughs> the point I was trying to make sort of, sort of back.
0: <laughs> Brings back memories of those movie killings a few years back. Yeah. They were making movies.
2: They were film people.
1: So are we giving this film any stars?
3: Because <sighs> it is always stars.
1: Hatchets, machetes, severed necks.
3: I am going to give this film... Half a popped tab in a VHS tape. (laughs) Classic. Because somewhere somebody committed this to a cassette. References
1: that nobody under 30 understands.
3: (laughs) And it is the movie equivalent of a little square piece of plastic with a white edge to it stuck in a vacuum cleaner rattling forever. (laughs)
1: Wow, that was some imagery. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Rattling towards Beth,
1: like, you give
2: me vacuum?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it, yep. Half a plastic VHS tab.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with a half a star because, you know, it is better than Plug, which got zero stars. And yeah. I'm with, you know, A for effort.
3: Yeah, and I think you <laughs> could, with the right group of people and a sufficient amount of high-quality alcohol... Not Phoebe. ...you could have some fun with this movie.
0: Yeah.
2: See, I think at most you would show someone Plug to say... This is what I was talking about.
3: Yeah.
1: I would never watch that movie with somebody.
3: If you think I'm having fun doing this, if you...
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, it's complain about our
3: jobs. Our jobs. Yeah, Yeah, thank God I get paid. (laughs) Um, Please, people out there give us money. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think in comparison to Plug, you could get something out of this with the right group of people, the right amount of alcohol. Yeah. And the one other thing I'll say is the whole Degrassi Junior High music bit fails miserably because, as much a, of a repetitive, basic song as it is, it's not actually an earworm. I'm just realising now I cannot recall any aspect of the song.
1: I did look up, it's called Young and Cool and Groovy. Was it released as a single by anyone? Don't think so.
3: Oh. No. It
1: it might fact, been... I'm just going to go with no. <laughs>
2: There might have been dreams of that, but it does not appear to have taken place. It
3: feels like this might have been that, because, I mean, they played like six different versions of it, including the full video clip Rage release in the middle of the movie. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I too would give it half an uncanny X-Man. Hey, nice reference. (laughs) There we go. It it is slightly weird to think that when they chose that name for the band, they thought, this is some obscure comic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I (laughs) (laughs) I would wager many people, including many listening, would go, who the heck are this uncanny X-Men, Brian Maddox, you're talking about? The X-Men are Hugh Jackman. And
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was lamenting to someone the other day about how when the internet first started back in the day, you picked an avatar and it's like a screen name. You hacker name, whatever you want to call it, when I was in 93 in university and I picked Morpheus, which was this really kind of vague reference to a comic series by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And then fucking Matrix came out and I couldn't register
2: Morpheus fucking anywhere for (laughs) years afterwards. Well, trying to cope with the Bechdel test being a thing Ah, of this underground lesbian comic strip from 1985 (laughs) which stayed that way for like 25 30 years that all of a sudden someone remembers it and internet just explodes as it often does and probably no one knows who Bechtel is or why this test is named after her no but it's probably way way eclipsed any reading of the actual comic
1: yes definitely (laughs) i did not know it was a comic
2: I genuinely thought it was a
3: some kind of a thesis paper on no. misrepresentation. I'm going to have to read that. I would And genuinely I just realised this that.
1: movie technically would pass parts of the Bechdel test because there are two women who talk to each other. They're naked at the time and they're saying, keep the shower running. But, you know, yeah. they're not talking about a bloke. No, there were a couple of conversations between the so two right women. actually, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm talking about work and...
2: So, you know, I was going to say the Bechdel test isn't foolproof, but this one doesn't come down particularly hard on women, especially compared to some of its fellows we've seen. Actually, yeah, you know what? In comparison
3: to mainstream good, in inverted commas, slasher slasher. films, this one's a pretty gender-neutral delivery. There's fairly gratuitous
2: nudity, but Mm. compared to... We think. (laughs) 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 Yeah, compared to some of the treatment women have... Got in other mm. movies.
1: Yeah, that's
3: right. They are just simply, and it goes on like, like, you know, the killer's like sort of guy, sorry, guy, girl, guy. Actually, that'd be a very interesting thing to do because guy first, well, no, cause then girl, then guy. Well, we there are certainly the more
1: men than women in the mm. cast. And so. I did wonder
2: if we were being set up to believe that the killer, when we just saw the big boots, was in fact who we'd later know as the sister.
3: Yeah. Again, like I say, it's like someone suggested, okay, you need to keep it vague because you don't want people to guess the killer too early unless you put a newspaper clipping and then, you know, you could almost say they were trying to be subversive, like, oh, I'm sure you won't think it's this person because that's what everybody does and, oh, my God, it is this person. But it's like, no, I'm not giving you that credit. I am not giving you that credit. (laughs) Yes.
2: And, of course, yeah, another slasher film that takes place around a lake.
3: Yes, because there's a lake. That's a good point. That actually did not register.
2: They really weren't trying,
3: were they? They didn't know what they were doing. They did not know what they were making. Mm. Or again, they knew
1: factually mm. what they were making. Because yep. they were there for a fortnight. Were
3: they? Yeah. Wow. Maybe they were there for a fortnight to film a video clip and they were there <laughs> with a whole bunch of extra <laughs> well, if that's video cameras. They did, cameras. they
1: succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> they and then they were like, video well, we do
3: at the video clip. Did you want to do anything else while we're here? And then alan dale was desperately taking a break from filming neighbors and was just further down the road and john michael house was further up the street and they're like hey everyone's here why the hell not <laughs> there must be a reason why this movie came about yeah i don't know what it was <laughs>
2: listening to our halloween episode for 2019 hey
1: you can watch this film yourself should you wish it's on youtube until someone reports it and it gets taken down so if you want to check it out uh just head over to youtube houseboat horror full movie and it doesn't go for nearly as long as it suggests it does yeah, yeah.
3: it's about an hour and 10 or an hour and 15 i think well, and you about. could probably scoop one of those
2: dvds off ebay yeah yeah
3: and we're not – obviously, we don't actively you – know, we absolutely do not encourage piracy. I mean, we enjoy these films even when we sort of rag on them, and sometimes we enjoy ragging on them just as much. So it's kind of nice to know that some of the money's getting back to the makers of the films, but – Nobody feels it worthwhile making this one.
2: Well, I ordered a DVD. It simply didn't come. Well, there we go. Yeah. Well, there you- I've done my part to support the artist.
3: In which case, you got exactly the same level of satisfaction for your money as anybody who would have paid to hire or buy this video.
2: <laughs> uh, do we need to spin up for next time? We're just going to pick one. Should we do a good one? It feels like it's been a while since we've done a good one. Let's do
3: frog dreaming. Okay. Frog Dreaming is a nice (laughs) kids friendly film I remember liking it, I got like two thirds of the way through SPS, I don't think it's available on SPS anymore, but Umbrella did release the...
2: Just a few months ago also.
3: The special edition,
2: yeah It's nice and shiny Blu-ray, we get features probably probably a good film and features and it probably actually looks good too
1: And on that note I've been Daria I'm probably November
2: And I am still Callum.
0: Well, well, dear listeners. You've made it to the end with all your limbs attached. Good for you. But let us take a moment to remember those who fell victim to the horrors on the houseboats. The poor young hitchhiker who was simply trying to go camping with her boyfriend. The innocent bandmates who just wanted to record the next big hit and survive the weekend. The slightly sleazy film director hoping to spend a dirty weekend with his girlfriend while keeping his fingers and head intact. The out of place stoner who. Oh, I was really just wishing he'd been an easy rider instead. But maybe most tragically of all, those few million neurons in the brains of your fearless presenters that are now irrevocably tied up with memories. We can only hope deeply buried ones of this film. The evening draws in. The microphones and recording devices are packed away. The last sip of Kirk's sarsaparilla has been drunk. And soon I too shall vanish into the darkness. On October 31st, peace and tranquility once more return to our podcast booth for a time (laughs) thank you we're listening to this episode of Podsploitation, the exploitation podcast, with your hosts Daria, Callum, and November, and special guest, it's uh, it's me. My name is Ali. I am your uh, dear undead host. You can find all of our episodes at podsploitation.podbean.com. You can commune with us on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram as at podsploitation and by emails to podsploitation at gmail.com. If you want to help bring life to the show, life, (laughs) you can donate any currency in any amount at paypal.me slash podsploitation. The theme music is Ween" by Lemon Yellow Haze, used under an Art Libre license, available from freemusicarchive.org. All other clips are for review and illustrative purposes only and remain the copyright of their respective holders, and no claim or infringement is intended. We can definitely assure you that no bars were upped during the making of this podcast. I- are you actually sure about that because it sounds like you may have slipped a bar or two during this podcast, just saying, anyway, pod exploitation is a moment of mayhem production. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs>